Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The Garden Report, as always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partners, Bet Online. It's that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the field to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Just go to betonline.ag, use the promo code NFL100. Once again, betonline.ag, promo code NFL100 to receive your 100% welcome bonus. The report. We're Let's back, go. bitches. We are doing it. I don't care <laughs> yes, if it's five of you or five thousand of you. We're hanging out. We're doing a show um, here. Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning, Josue Pavone. The band is back together. Sherrod Blakely not here. He has what? something very cool in store. I'll tell you guys about it later. Uh, you know, but as far as we're concerned, I, our cup runneth over. Okay, with sponsors. I. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm swimming in it, literally. That's a pretty nice sweatshirt you're wearing there, Josue Pavone. Yes, sir. Cusmano, Bobby Josue Manning. told us yeah, about had, this a long time ago. I had to now go with all... the uh, with the black here, the matte black finish Ooh. here. We're all rocking the Legends gear. Legends. Thank you, Is Legends. It? Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. Honestly, not even saying this because they're sponsor. So comfortable. This, this this is like uh this is like rivals like my uh lulu sweatshirts and stuff like that yeah yes. that's right i, I wear lulu yeah I but i'd rather wear one, legends though. honestly i'm switching to legends now because this this is awesome dude it's, it's awesome it's bobby awesome. got the bobby got the camo i like that this bobby was the camo. oh i didn't even know this bobby was, was one. i didn't even see bobby yep this is the one i dreamt of and it <laughs> <arrived>. <laughs> bobby's rocking dreams the came true the white, the white camo. He's the just white flexing. camo. That's like a, that's like a Call of Duty classic. That was always the kind of camo yeah. you were going for. Bobby's rocking the camo. We'll tell you guys, Legends brand. It, it's no joke. It's comfy. We're, we're, we've been. I've been wearing no, this seriously. all day. It's, it was a humid day. I've been wearing this all day. Uh, Legends.com. Use the code Garden Twenty. Save twenty on your first order. Uh, and like I said, it's slow time of year, but our cup runneth over with sponsors. We're also uh, brought to you by Raycom. Uh, Raycon. Uh, go to Raycon.com slash garden. Receive 15% off your next purchase. Go to BuyRaycon.com. BuyRaycon.com. Yeah. BuyRaycon.com slash garden. 15% off your next purchase for these awesome earbuds. Wait, um, you got earbuds? We all get them. I didn't get I didn't get earbuds. I'm getting um, Raycon on the horn. 
So check that out. But we are getting ready uh, for the Celtics uh, training camp, NBA, uh, opening up September 28th. For those Seinfeld fans out there, you're asking what's this show about? It's a show about nothing, okay? <laughs> nothing. Okay? This is a show about a show. <laughs> this is hey. a show. A few things. A few things. <laughs> this is we a got, show about nothing. We got more going on than you guys think. Are people asking us that in no, the comments? there is. What's so, the I mean, point look, of this show? There's, though, there's always something. What there's is the always point? something. What is the point of this podcast? That was a great trade last week. We didn't even get to hit on that. We will hit on the great trade uh, for sure. Great trade. Yes. There, there, there was a couple of things, but I think it was the Cornette signing that made us say, all right, we have to do a show. Oh, yeah, we, we almost went live minutes show. after that happened. We almost went live. And we're not here. I didn't get that breaking news. Come on. They kind of yeah. throw me a bone on that That's one. true. What the hell? <laughs> if there was anything, I should have been breaking. You haven't been sliding one, but... in enough, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. That's your, uh, <laughs> that's your hint, right? I guess I lost the shoe in over there. Oh, man. Yeah, that's it's true. Pizza. Yeah. It's, a, it's a show about pizza and pickles. And complaining, complaining, yeah. reaction. And, and Tatum went after Tatum. Oh, right yeah, I can't think anyone else who that was uh, going after except John. What? Tatum's comments on Twitter there the other day. Oh, so Bobby can't get over this. Away. <laughs> who else Bobby would it be? That's got to be John. <laughs> Bobby this, thinks Tatum. Tatum's got the uh, seal. This is what athletes going. do. This Bobby's is what athletes do. Out. They come up with these, you know woe is me type oh ever, me against the world type this is what they do that pipe this is how they pump themselves up i'm i'm fine right. with it ben you gotta pump yourself up you gotta get yourself right. going when you're you know in the gym and you know we yeah. talked about john you john did john did a 20 minute segment on jack's tatum i don't think he's coming at john <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a very good point yeah yeah, yeah we did a segment he's ever done Jack's Tatum. Yeah, that's, that's what we, that is. He's, he's getting he's getting pumped up in the gym. You know, he's getting on Twitter. I think that was going. This is, I think this is those prime camera, off season off season those, mode right now. Those were camera tricks. That's like those were incredible camera action. That's that's brilliant work by the photographer. I have one buddy. I need those I know, tricks. Now. I know what he, I know what he looks like in real life. And there's one, <laughs> okay. And there's one picture of him where everything hit him right. He was at a pool in Vegas, and he turns and he. He flexes, oh, and he's looking here, and he looks like the most jacked dude I've ever seen. And yeah. I was like, that's – he's like, he's like, honestly, it's, like, it's the best picture taken of me in my yeah. entire life. He doesn't look anything like that. It was like there 20 was years ago. Yeah, it's an – It's all his dating profile pictures. It's like everything, you know, like – it's like the uh, media members. They got the uh, lanyard for the picture from like 1972 on there. Yeah, that stuff wasn't real. Uh, <laughs> someone said I'm looking youthful. I like that. I, I cut the it's hair. It's the legends. It's the legends. And the it legends. legends. I, think, I, I think it's the hoodie. And the hoodie. It could be, uh, you know, what, like you shaved a little bit. You've been, maybe you've uh, got a little color. Who knows? The haircut helps. <laughs> the Greek freak. The haircut it reduces, does help. It reduces some of the gray, dang, gangly, you know, stuff here for sure. You toss a little... Uh, Color in there too? You ever do that? Can't do it. Just go on yeah. with the gray wolf. Just whatever happens, pots. happens, Jimmy. I'm let. Yeah. Whatever hey, happens, happens. That's fine. You know, not gonna you affect see? me one bit. I Just, respect it. John's yeah. going with the flow. He goes with the no. flow. I like it. What happens, happens. Uh, yeah. So we are going to talk about some stuff. There's a few bit of news items Sorry, that happen. Like We're going to kick around some Celtics, uh, some Celtics questions uh, that are going on here. Uh, 
But uh, you know, hell, I'll give Bobby, I'll give Bobby first crack at things here, okay? Uh, and we will let Bobby go ahead and tell us why Brad Stevens did it again. Look at that wallpaper over there, Bob. What do you got going on behind you over there? This is a throwback. Yeah, this must have been my childhood room. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, what do you got going on back there? Look like you're in a you're in a cabin somewhere. Jimmy's more yeah, than ready to talk about what's going on there. You guys, we attic. had some news. Luke Get Cornett and, and Juwan Morgan. I'm just gonna I'm gonna make sure my fantasy lineups are set, and Bobby's gonna talk about these guys. Okay, go ahead, Bobby. Yeah, Bob, tell us. What so I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen with Juwan Morgan. That's one of those training camp things. But Luke Cornett coming back on a G League contract. Whoa, you guys what are a laughing. Deal. What a oh, deal. He, this, is a guy, this is a guy who started two games for the Celtics last year, was right in the thick of the rotation, and now you have him basically in the taco role as that reserve center. If anything happens, if they get a cut bait, if they get a trade a two-for-one, he can step right into the roster and be your depth center. And last year he was, what, the backup at certain points? He was the third string at other times? And all you're basically paying him in this kind of deal is like $50,000. So... I mean, you guys were laughing. I said it was a great deal. This is this is about as great as you can think. This guy's a real NBA player, and they got him on a G League contract. So let me yeah, ask you I'm this question. For that. Let me ask you this question: What makes him a real NBA player if he doesn't have a real contract? What quali- what qualifies him as an NBA player when he wasn't signed by anybody up until this point? Where two NBA weeks from training camp, capable player, I guess, based on recent history. But he showed, yeah, but capability he, on defense. He did come pretty much completely fall out of the rotation. We didn't see him in the playoffs. Like, I mean, I understand like it's a G League contract and that's cool and good for Cornette. Seems like a great guy. I know Bobby's like part of the family over there, but uh, <laughs> you know, if he's the taco role, then you really don't. He's the want new taco, him, right? You really don't want to see him. Then mm-hmm. is, is that you know fair? I mean, aside from me, I don't know anyone who wanted to see Taco on the court last year. Uh, I hope that he does well. That was the other news: Taco going to Cleveland. Yeah, I hope he does. I hope he crushes it there. I hope he becomes an all-star there because I thought the Celtics should have tried him out more. But anyways, all that aside, Cornette is if he's taking on that role, it's a fine. You know, it's a fine deal. There's zero risk to it. He's familiar. They're with- even making up contracts. Exhibit ten deal is not a real thing. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> it's not a real thing. <laughs> uh, come on, John. You heard it. You heard yeah, about that's it a Zarin special. Zarin like found that on page four hundred of the. That's studio. not a real thing. <laughs> For the, for yeah, every other team's like, we could have done that. No, but it's a good the, point, John. I am, I am very surprised. I'm very surprised. No other team. Uh, nothing oh, against him. He was a revelation, Bobby. I'm not. Uh, we, no, nothing at Luke all. Cornette did nothing to us. Okay? So here's the only. Here's the only he came thing in here as a guy of. who was supposed to get cut. Um, and Wagner was supposed to get the minutes in that Tice trade, and he was clearly the more valuable guy. He played some defense. He was able to hit shots from outside. Uh, and Wagner, who had the better pedigree, was uh, was expendable. And uh, Cornette actually ate some minutes. He did nothing to us uh, for, for for real, but he did sit there unsigned this entire offseason. So and yeah, signed this, I, I, signed yeah, this big deal. Yeah. Go ahead, Josue. But yeah, John, you got to remember this is this is Brad's guy, right? I mean, this is, and I know we say that Brad about a lot of players. Him. A lot of prospects out there that you can you can say that you know the same about. But he was gushing over this guy after his debut, and then he had another. For 13 minutes, you know, the same amount of minutes he had in his debut, had another impressive performance. So for him in this role, for the new Taco role, I like that. I think I prefer him over over Taco in that role, you hey. know, because of what he gives you on both both ends of the floor. And that's especially that's especially defending the uh, the pick and roll. And what is he, 20, sure. 27, 26? 
Yeah, why not? Six, yeah. It's, it's, it's not a bad. That's not a bad spot to have a, a guy like that at the end of your bench. No, I mean I agree with you guys. Um, no, and you're right, Jimmy. He, if I had to say an over under on games for he played this year in Boston for him, I'd say zero. Like I think they have that many centers <clears> in the <throat> roster. But like we're saying, in an emergency situation, you lose two guys to injuries. Yeah. COVID, I mean, who knows? COVID could COVID. sweep through the locker room or something. And they, all of a sudden, you a give him a 10 day deal. Yeah. Now, that exhibit 10, I still think he's going to be in a position where if another opportunity comes up, he'll be able to pretty easily get out of Maine. I think he's just going to stay like 60 days in Maine to make the entirety of that contract. So he'll be able to get out of that pretty easily. But like this does kind of bring me back to that interview I had with Nicole because she said that, you know, their dad obviously Everything played comes in the back NBA. To that. It all yeah. goes back to Nicole. <laughs> their dad played in the NBA. He was in Milwaukee so for two us. years. Then he signed a um, – <laughs> yeah, for real. It really is. <laughs> he signed a deal in Italy. And he, he, I guess his dad, like, was always kicking himself saying, if I just stayed close to the NBA, I would have had a much longer career in it. So I'm sure Luke had some prospects overseas, but he said, I want to yeah. stay, like, in NBA yeah. circles and, you know, not – become shoe, uh, you know, pigeonholed as an overseas player at this point. So that's what I'd imagine happened there. He's a couple years into his career, so I think at some point you can't sign a two-way deal anymore. I think that's reserved for players that mm. are within a certain span to start Hence the Exhibit 10 deal. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's kind of, this is kind of another way to do a two-way deal, I guess, if they really end up needing him. But I don't think they will. So we'll have to go up to Portland to go see him, I guess, this year. The main Celtics. We will have to go. <laughs> All right, right. We'll take, okay. we'll, we'll take the, uh, I'll, I'll the train up there from the north. You drive. Up. You yeah. drive. Just honk. It'll be like the scene in friggin' uh, Goodwill Hunting. When I don't come to the door, <laughs> you know to just keep driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll be like, John He's not there. He finally He's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I guess I just got to go. Just I've, I've, done, I've, I've gone to do something Jimmy, else. Okay? Jimmy, Jimmy grabs shotgun. He hops out the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Luke. All right, yeah. Me. Casey Affleck gets gets the shot. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> My daughter yeah. makes pudding. Bobby's like, what yeah. the heck are you guys talking about? I do want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob, have you ever seen? No, Google I've Hunting? seen that movie. I, I haven't seen oh, okay, a lot of movies, okay, but right. I've seen that one. But I'm just throwing say. it back to you guys. First, um, what, what are we saying here? Three, four, five, six, seven games in a Celtics uniform. One block, one block, one block, one block, three blocks, games four oh, blocks. Boy. He was blocking Dude. shots like crazy to start his Cue up, cue up the per 36. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Bobby. His per 36? <laughs> I'm just teasing. His per, his per 36 for those first seven games must have been outstanding. Remember, he, he led that comeback against the Thunder when John fell in love with Moses Brown. That's that's who he was the real star of that game. He, well, they he didn't have the scouting the report on him at that point. And then once he played a few games, they figured him out. They started game planning for Cornette, and then they yeah. kind of they kind of took him out of his game. Yeah, um, now he's back. I, I, we've spent as much time as we're going to spend all year on Cornette, but I want to give Bobby his shot here. Um, beyond that, shot. other news: uh, Paul Pierce entering the Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, one of yes, Joe Sway's Joe Sway's yes, and sir. Jimmy's guys here. Yes, sir. Uh, High school right there. High school. Was the, we're not talking we're about Paul Pierce. We're not talking about Paul Pierce Hall of Fame credentials or his place in Celtics history. Um, At the top. Whatever. Both. Both. We can we can debate, uh, but we're not going to do that, Bill. <laughs> no, we're talking about Paul Pierce. Just doesn't give a f. He sure right. doesn't. And he, he never and has. I cannot wait. For his speech, um, get him as a I don't oh, like when man. Paul Pierce gets talking. I didn't like 
I thought one of the worst speeches ever delivered to a crowd was Paul Pierce's speech in 2009 after they won the title when it was like he just went out there and he was like, me, 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 I did it. I stayed here and I won. <laughs> it was so bad. And I, I, think he's, I think he's bad on ESPN. But, man, unfiltered, Paul Pierce is great. I want this Paul Pierce now and forever. <laughs> There's a podcast coming, apparently. Yes. I cannot wait. Yeah, I, I hope, it's, hope it's on CLNS. I um, love He just let it fly. I loved it. That's Pierce. I mean, he's never really cared – about, he, first of all, Pierce has always been slighted from the very, very beginning. Exactly. That's he's always had a chip on his shoulder. He's always been ignored by the national media. And maybe that's why he wanted so badly to become a member of the national media, just so we could give it back a little bit. But you know what? You can't take anything away from Paul Pierce, what he's done on the court. You don't have to like him off the court. And I, I'm kind of with you there, John. I never thought he was that great on TV. Uh, you know, I, I, think he tries to, I think he tries to nudge people like purposely. You know, he tries to like be – a bit of a troll. I never would have thought that Kendrick Perkins would have been better than Paul Pierce on TV. I can tell you that. Um, Great quote here, by the way, but yeah. That was an unreal quote. I actually <laughs> tweeted that one out. I mean, those were the, honestly, those were the glory days for us miserable Celtics fans. Like the Yuri yeah. Welsh. Like he, he, those he teams. pinpoint the exact year. Yeah. yeah can, I tell my, exact. can I tell my Yuri Welsh story? Please do. <laughs> Oh, you got a Yuri Well story? Or- yeah. I mean- so I was uh, I was with my girlfriend, now wife, and we were in the Atrium Mall. Not the Atrium. The uh, What's the one in Chestnut Hill? The Atrium, right? W- w- Watertown. The one in Watertown, you mean? Not the Watertown. The the fancy one in Chestnut Hill that they put up that was really like, had like oh, the high-end shops. I don't sniff okay. Chestnut oh, wait, Hill. Yeah, the Atrium. Well, it was called the Atrium. Atrium, yeah, where Cheesecake Factory used to be. And I was walking around. We were on the upper floor, you know, and we had left J. Crew and returned to the corner. We walked into a gap, and then we walked out, and – Walking right by me was Yuri Welsh. He had signed like a day or two earlier, and they just screamed. And I was like, I was so excited. I was like, Yuri, welcome to Boston. And he was terrified. He was like, what the F? And like shied away from me. And my girlfriend was like, dude, chill out. And, uh, dude, it's Yuri Welsh. You should cheer up. Yuri Welsh. I was like, he's here. He he's here, and, then he, and then he was gone. Just like he's hanging out with us. Danny loved him. He wore Danny's number because he. And, it, you know, he was comparing his shot to Danny's and he was going to be great. You know, man, the stuff we used to get excited about back then. We were excited well, about Yuri Welsh. Well, hold on, John. You know, you're not, telling the, you're not telling the whole story here. He had like, what, one or two breakout games and that's what got the whole thing started, right? But then after that, it fizzled out. He could Here's shoot, the, of course. The greatest Here's- thing Yuri Welsh ever contributed to the Celtics, I could be wrong, but I'm fairly certain that there's a long string of transactions that go from Yuri Welsh to Rajon Rondo. I think that's true. So oh, is that how we got there? They did need Yuri Welsh to end up with, swaps, with yeah. Rondo. And yeah, Rondo was draft. instrumental in the championship. So theoretically, Yuri Welsh could have himself uh, a ring if, you know. Yeah. But among the things Pierce said, I actually thought that Yuri Welsh, like, okay, he, he, he set fire to ESPN, fine. They, they, they've come under fire for a million different things. Yeah. And that's, that, that is what it is. The stuff he said about his, inst- his, his viral video, great. Calling out hypocrites. I didn't. I'm a single guy. I'm having fun. I'm living my life. I didn't do anything you guys aren't doing. And trust, you guys are doing way worse. So you want you can not like that it. Facts. That's fine. But don't be moral police if you're if you're out there. And I know who you are. What you're doing. Don't freaking wag your finger at me. Right. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> but the Yuri Welsh. I think one, I actually saw Joe Sway in that Pierce video. He's in the back. But go on. <laughs> the Yuri Welsh one. I think single applies. vibes. <laughs> yeah, I talked about this with Sherrod on a different show, but the Yuri Welsh applies a little bit 
to the Tatum-Brown situation and the way they were criticized last year by us, by me, by fans, kind of, and we went back and forth on this, and it's, it, it, it applies. What They won't pass more. They're not involving their teammates. And then there would be another school that would say, who are they supposed to pass to? You know, very right. similar to what Pierce was saying with the Yuri Welsh thing. Kind yeah. of makes you think like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, Tatum and Brown are giving their Hall of Fame speeches. And they're like, <laughs> who was I supposed to pass to? Freaking Semi? You know, like. <laughs> like Grant? <laughs> they're not going to do they, Semi. And if they now. said that, would, they, would we be like, yeah, they're right. <laughs> it is kind of yeah, it's kind of like an inverse though, because you had the yeah. championship roster set up at the beginning of their career, and then it yeah. devolved into the semis and Grants and Romeos, and uh, you know, within yeah. the recent few years. So that is kind of the inverse you're looking at there. You you almost wonder if there is ever going to be a day where they, you know, a glory day. level in Boston's going to be what it was in 18, 19 at that point, those might've been the best chances they ever had in terms of a roster construction to win one here. Where Again, had a yeah. through those. But also though, and, I, and I'm sure John, you'll, you'll agree with me on this, but Paul was a little naive in those years, right? Like the 2002 run, it was great. We'll never forget that run and, and Paul Walker, you know, getting to the Eastern conference finals. No one thought that they would get that far. Come back against Paul, the Nets. Paul, Paul the was Nets convinced was that, they, that they were, you know, quote unquote, one piece away. I just didn't see any way, looking back on it, right? I didn't see any other way where the Celtics could add to that team and go up against the Lakers and actually legitimately be a You threat, knew you that know? team ceiling so was the finals. Right, exactly. And Not Danny even knew, that. It, losing in the conference finals was that team ceiling. Losing yeah. in the conference finals was right. right. For sure. I didn't agree with the Vin Baker move and all that. There was some moves that shouldn't have happened, but when Danny Ainge came in and said, look, I need to blow this team up, Paul was sort of like, okay, well, wait a minute here. Am I part of that? Or are you, am I part of the future? But if I am part of the future, how long are we going to take? Because we, we were just in the Eastern Conference. It's like, okay, Paul, I know. But trust me, that team right. wasn't going to get much farther than that. Yeah. So what was the other part of the story? A near trade to Dallas? I didn't get deep into that whole the, thing. The, 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 yeah. the Nowitzki the right, yeah. was about that Danny thought he had it done. And that uh, it ended up, you know, he went earlier. And it was then he got traded. Um, and it just really caught them. I mean, not Danny, Patino. Uh, caught him off. Are oh, you talking about the draft? Gotcha. No, okay. no, 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 no. Bobby, Bobby's, Bobby's talking about him when he said, "Look, if you're going to trade me anywhere, send me to Dallas." He's talking about when Pierce was like, "Look, yeah, you know, said the they had a deal." Oh, I the draft. No, yeah, so so Cuban the, came on Twitter and said that they yeah. had a deal done for Pierce, and I, yeah. I couldn't really pinpoint exactly when it was. He said after '08, which didn't make any sense to me because that was after they won the title. Right? No, it wasn't it then. Have, it was, it was, it was right before they got KG and Ray. They're, yeah, Cuban that's said what I had, figured. They had a deal in that's place, summer. and the third team backed out because they found out the Celtics were getting like a first round pick back, and they were just they didn't want the Celtics to get the pick, so they backed out completely. But yeah, okay. before that, it was like Patino thought they were getting Dirk, and then Dirk ended up going right before them, and Pierce for whatever reasons just slipped all the way to ten. He Pierce thought he was going to be like a top three. You know, draft picks. So they just took Pierce blindly. They didn't even really. Right. I, love how, I, love, I love how honest. I love how honest Patino was. He was like, I knew nothing about Paul. Pierce. No research. <laughs> yeah. yeah, checks out. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't know about it. The, the least one's going to be, you know, projected to be a top five. The top head five. of the good, whole good program. Job, right. Meanwhile, job, now buddy. you probably even if you have the first pick, you probably have to know who like the 80th guy is. Like it's you should just know so about more. Paul Pierce, right? Yeah, yeah. But honestly, though. Good. I know there's a lot of Pierce haters out there. You won't find any. I don't think you'll find any in this in this video, unless John is. I mean, you very well could be. But um, I'm not a Pierce hater. Yeah. I, 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 thought, a, I thought Menix did a great job of highlight. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I've never been a Pierce hater. I always thought we rewrote a little bit of Pierce history post 2008 and looked glossed over some of the other stuff leading up to it. And also, 
I think because of his longevity, he's viewed as the head of that team. And the head of that team is obviously Kevin Garnett. To me, the 2008 championship is 80% Garnett to what, and, and then everybody else. Feel, I, without Whoa, Garnett, Whoa, I forget. That's, that's, oh, that's so crazy. defense defense is the center. No, piece. Garnett. You're talking no, okay. about culture. Wait, okay, hold on. Yeah, okay, the culture, yes. You're talking about defense. KG, Paul KG Pierce. Wasn't going, KG wasn't going toe-to-toe with LeBron. I'm KG telling wasn't you going this. toe-to-toe with Kobe. That's not what I'm saying. Preach. Any Kevin Garnett-level talent that they brought in, and that team doesn't win with Pierce as their leader. You needed Garnett to make that team yeah, what it was. We're not That's saying that. Well, yeah, obviously, he did. He, yeah, he anchored the I think culture, Pierce but when it came to being the executor, I think another the executor, yeah. it was Paul Ray Allen and another superstar, don't steamroll. It, Garnett did all of – Garnett was the – did it all. Like, yeah, he brought John, it all I mean, together. Like, Garnett was a, was a freaking superstar at the time. Like, that's not really a hot take. But to say that Pierce played 10% in the championship is kind not of Not 10% wild. of the championship. I'm saying if you replace Garnett with another equivalent Well, you said talent, Garnett played 80% of it. I'm saying so. if you replace Garnett with another equivalent talent, they don't win. Pierce does not lead a team of three good players, three really good players to a That's title. That's fine. That's fine. I, I, that, so – but that was that I mean, was you could time. say that they, you know they need, they needed a guy like Ray Allen too. How many guys hit some of the shots that Ray Allen hit in that run? So Ray I Allen mean, was amazing. I think, but Pier- what yeah. I'm saying is Pierce gets put at the front of that for his longevity. He does. Oh, he does that's because he's the captain. Done. That's the team. Yeah, but see, this is why this is exactly why Paul Pierce is this petty. Like this exactly. is this this commentary, this narrative is like it's Freaking never boomers. enough. I can never do enough because at the end of the day, it's always oh you got some help, or at the end of the day, it was. Oh yeah. man, you were getting ready to walk out the city before these guys came, and it's just like, man. But all of those I things are true. It was but you right. know what? The eighty percent. They all put their egos aside for that for those years. The eighty percent's not fair. They all play. They all did what they had to do equally. All I'm saying is that to me is KG's team, but they call it Paul's team because he was here longer, and I don't think it was his team. You know, it was that was KG's team. Well, people That's, look at it was it was Pierce's too. team because it it was Pierce's team because he was the captain. He was the guy who's been here, done that. He kind of welcomed these guys in. He took, he probably sacrificed the most because, I mean, let's be honest, he went from being the guy to just, you know, one of the guys, and that was what was needed to win. Um, you know, obviously no one's going to say, oh, like Pierce is the reason they won the championship. It was one of the most, like, obvious examples of, you know, team basketball, basically. I mean, if you can go back and you can look at the Spurs, the Celtics, you can look, look, go look at the Pistons. Like, those were legitimate teams where – they all kind of sacrificed, and they all did played their part. Yeah, you needed a lot of what Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett gave you with the culture and the tenacity and the attitude. You definitely needed that, and that definitely carried over. And I think that inspired guys like Pierce to sort of step it up on in different areas, and maybe they were slacking a little bit. But you know, Pierce is Pierce is like his own guy. Like Pierce didn't need Garnett to be in the Hall of Fame. He still would have been a Hall of Famer, in my you know, in my opinion, he still would have been a Hall of Famer without KG. I think. The championship validated his career and validated, you know, everything that he was working towards. But, I mean, this guy was one of the most underrated or unheralded players in the last 20 years in the NBA. And, yeah, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He can be kind of a jerk, and maybe that's one of the reasons why. But, you know, I'm pumped that he's he going to have B, his time. He was a B-level star, not an A-level star for most of it, though. I, I really do believe he's a good Jeez, score. this guy's good. a bummer, man. No, good score. <laughs> He wasn't B level. He was on yeah. some shitty teams too. Good score or bad team? I think a That's, great, great a lot shooter. Of those guys. 
I think a great, great shooter too. Before that, really, man, like he. This was kind of a transition point, and you know they had Allen too in this sense that you. I mean, like again, he was like the LeBron. Shooter. He was like the one guy. LeBron's actually. I even said that like Pierce is one of the hardest guys he's ever played against. And his defense, so, yeah, his on. defense on the perimeter was phenomenal. And then you know it sort of happened after this point. You know, in the later years there, where he kind of became that like point forward when Rondo was going through injuries and stuff. But he always had some of that, like Pierce would fit so well in the league today when you think about what matters. He'd be playing some four, defending guys at that position and, you know, stretching the floor the way he did back then. He got then. buried on bad teams. His best, his most prolific years were on bad teams. <laughs> yeah. gets- but he could carry the offense. Yo, is John is roasting Paul tonight. Yeah, he, John he, was like, I'm going to yeah, roast like, Paul. If you're going to compare him to guys in his era, like if you're going to compare him to Kobe, then yeah, was he Kobe? No. Was he LeBron? No. That's all I Eric? mean. That's all I mean. Look, I mean, they, he got roasted. That's top tier. Well. And like, he that's like one. Farewell tour by someone who said, "Dude, he's not friggin' Kobe." You know, like that's kind no, of what I'm of about. all people, of all people. Yeah, and that's okay. freaking Draymond Green, the biggest yeah. trash talker, yeah, come- probably the, one of the most overrated players in the history of the NBA. Anyway, but he's right. <laughs> but man, he wasn't I don't think he's right. Pierce. I don't think he asking for a tour. Yeah, Pierce wasn't asking for a tour. He was just announcing that this. Is Everyone it. knew it was all about coming back to the Boston. That's all it was. Yeah. That was the tour. anyway. That was it. real quick, real quick. I want to switch gears. We have to. We got to. We got to tell people. Real quick. Yeah, you better gears. pivot. No, you better no, pivot. I don't gears. <laughs> we got right a lot. Pierce. We got. We got dirt a couple... on my guy's name over here. Guys, Pierce. we got a couple sponsors. We got to talk hey, about. Hey, John, we don't go after. We don't go after the guys you grew up with, like. Heinsen and Russell and those guys. Like, we're not going after them. That was, I could see that one coming miles down the road, and it was still I funny. Was like, so. I was like, how far, how far back is he going to go? How far I, like, I, I didn't know if you knew even older players. Like Chuck, Chuck Cooper. Yeah. Really. I thought you were going to go like Casey Jones or something. Like that. Oh, man. We're not going after your guys, so don't go after ours. All right. Uh, today's show powered by legends, no legends. like paul we're pierce right a legend we're all yeah, aware exactly. of the legend athlete owned apparel brand popping up hook. everywhere uh and i got a, I, I got a hot take yeah, all right these well, we'll get to your hot take guys oh i, I got, got my nin- this is my ninja hood are we getting we're just through showing this? everybody the works hey man just letting them know it's got got pull strings <laughs> oh i do like that it's good yeah. <laughs> something See? to think See, about it was raining. It was raining on my way home. You know what? Nothing this is a little... perfect day for one of these. Perfect like day. Kids. It's owned like by kids. athletes like Steve Nash, Matt Barnes, Baker Mayfield, uh, NFL Baker. legend, and local hero Willie Mack. Willie McGinnis. We love Willie. Oh, uh, and see me running around in this too. Former Celtic Marcus Morris Senior. High performance really? apparel style and comfort. So here's what yep. you do. He's, he's new, new to the family. How many? How many of these? How many dudes have a piece of this company, man? They're all making uh, a cut, huh? Larry Nance Jr.'s in there. Mark Keith, Noah Syndergaard, uh, Trailblazer, Thor Marlon himself. Humphrey. Yeah, it's a few. It's a few. They're just pouring um, money into this company. All right, let's do it. So it's good stuff. So maybe I'll toss my hat in the ring. By the way, we're not joking. This is really comfortable stuff, uh, and this is a really good deal. So Garden20, you go to uh, it's uh, uh, legends.com, promo code Garden20, you get 20% off on your first order. So, like, order a ton. I'm actually going to do that. We're all, we got we got freebies, Again. and I'm still, I'm still going to order uh, more stuff because yeah, it's awesome. They want this one. That's what they're thinking. Right. I we're going to run a poll, too. 
you like you like you like the dark blue. Jimmy's black. Joe Sway. Yeah, I mean, listen. Is it off white? Yeah, the white is the whole. No, this can't is, go wrong with black. This is man. pure white. Right? I like the yeah. white too. And Bobby's camo. Joe Sway's been legend since day one. He's probably got all of the ones we're wearing. No, yeah, he's yet. got the whole thing. Joe Sway's a oh, partner, actually. Um, so a, honestly, like match. people are saying, no joke. People in the chat are saying they look nice, but they're pricey. Look, compared to pricey, no. Even at their without the discount, you're not paying the Lululemon or the higher end like stuff that's the same Nike's quality through the roof. Stuff that's the same quality. Price, quality oh, yeah. is price and materials are going through the roof right now, everybody. Yes. No, uh, but I'll say this. This is the type of, yeah, it's expensive, or it might be expensive. I don't even know exactly, but you wear this, you'd wear this so much where you'd, you'd make your money back. Like, you're literally, this time I have year. a formula in my head where it's like, I need, it needs to work. Like, yeah. I won't buy something super expensive. I think I'm never going to wear it. I would wear this all the time. So it doesn't really matter what the cost. Like, a good pair of jeans might cost you 150 but if you wear them for five years, like, that's probably worth yeah. it. Same with, with the it's, it's, it's hoodie season, you know? Just, just make sure, it is hoodie uh, make sure season. That, yeah. Make sure that significant other doesn't keep it, though. You want to hold this one. You know? It's hoodie season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tight. My, <laughs> grandma, season. my grandma was raving about this. <laughs> significant <laughs> other. Here you go. Steve Nash, Marcus Morris, Baker Mayfield, Bobby's grandma. <laughs> it's true. They love it. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, let's move on to a couple different things we want to talk about, and we want to get. Oh, no. We know it's, we know what oh, tonight John, is. You got another quick one. One last thing. It's not really a hot take. Oh, let, me, let, me, let me ask you this though. If, if, if and then we always do this right with the if game, but if the Celtics win that second championship in, in 2010, oh, I think your narrative on Paul Pierce would change drastically because he really had to put a lot and a lot of effort on that on that team because you know KG just wasn't himself after the 09 injury, and he was running on his last. Last yeah. leg, you know, in that game. If Rasheed Wallace point. had like any ounce of breath left, they might actually have that. Like with, they with, needed with that one. The, That's the one with, that kills. With all this shit talking that Paul Kirk does, man, it will be times ten if he had two rings. You're you know, first of all, it's an excellent point, and you're right. The narrative would be different. I just think it's unfair that KG, who the next year was playing even better, and that Celtics team was even better. That team was, yeah. O-9. That team was a, that's a good, yeah, that's good to your point. That team could have yeah. won 70 games. That's what? like when the Brady went down with an ACL uh, after they went uh, 16 or whatever it was. Yeah. 16, I'd never seen, I never, and honestly, guys, I don't know if you guys disagree with me, but when's the last time you saw a championship team? You know, everyone talks about the whole hangover thing. Like, I've never seen them go right to the next season like nothing, like it was nothing, you know. Like, yeah, they were like 35 and three. They, they were, were yeah. yeah, stomping people. Yeah, oh, stop! It was insane. It was insane, and so I, yes, Pierce. They were holding teams to like seventy-six points. It was crazy. KG <laughs> was never the same, and that's unfair yeah. because there was a couple prime years left there. Yeah, uh, that, that, that team should have won three straight. If that KG is a great point in the whole Garnett Pierce comparison there, but yeah. you know when you when you think about offense defense, I think Pierce's role in the offense was just so much bigger than Garnett's. And it was both sides of the ball important. Paul still Look, had his legs in that series, or a little bit left, and freaking Brian Artest hit that three, man. I don't know. Well, Paul oh, Gasol that hurts. Paul Gasol did a lot with the rebound and getting to the free throw line too. That was huge. But I don't think you could draw up a more painful finals loss than that. Especially like, Kobe's literally telling him like, no, like don't. Oh, actually, yes, yes. <laughs> he goes nuts. 20, 2013, a couple years later, the Spurs. I that one had to hurt more, but okay. The way the so, Lakers collapsed late there. So I do want to transition. We're going to rapid fire. We're going to do a couple things here. We're going to rapid fire rip through 
some Celtics um, questions that we believe uh, they're still unanswered questions uh, heading into the season. And we're going to do more robust um, uh, training camp stuff uh, and preview the season when we get a little closer. Again, we are a couple of weeks out here. Um, but we want to rip through some questions. You know, we have Before a good Tom idea. Brady takes the field, of course. Yeah, we have a good idea what this team is and who, they, who they're going to be here. So let's rip through it. some questions, guys, here. Uh, can Jason Tatum be an MVP candidate this year? Yes, 100%. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. this is the year, guys. I think top five, somewhere around there, maybe top three. I think this is the year he averages 30 points, and that's going to put him in the conversation. And, of course, depending on how the Celtics do, you know, that's really on them. But I, I think this is the year he'll put his name in that conversation. What's the, what, what's the definition of a candidate? How many? Let's call it top five. Yeah, and voting at the end of the season. Like Isaiah that year. Isaiah, Isaiah was in that mix, but is Tatum, in the, is Tatum in the conversation? I'm going to say I'm going to say he's probably outside of the top five, but he's, he's, I'm, that doesn't mean he's not going to have a good year. I just don't know if he's MVP yet. Okay. Bobby? That might be well, more to do with his got, success. You got Embiid. Too. You got Giannis. I think Curry will be in there. Jokic, obviously, again. He could be Curry fifth. again? You think Curry? Yeah, Curry's now? definitely in there. Getting yeah, sexy Jokic. Jokic is definitely back in it. But I don't know. Durant, though, we'll see. Luca, Luca's the favorite again. It's less I'm... about other good yeah, Luca. players. It's less about other good players, and it's more about Tatum in my Lillard. mind. But Tatum in odds right now is outside the top 10, even. He is right? outside like the top 14, 10. 15. This would be a big leap. He's yeah. down there with like, Russ. I think he can be top 10. How's that? Uh, yeah, well, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, I think he's probably outside the top five. Then it's not good is, enough. Then he's not. Yeah, he should yeah. be. He right. should be top ten at this well, point. Well, then the yeah. answer is no. If I he's not, all, he's yeah, got if he's not top five, he's not really. An I mean, MVP he didn't even make an All NBA team this year. And now we're going to talk. Oh, is he going to be an MVP? I mean, it's you're a, a leapfrog. Re- leapfrog. I know it is, but I'm giving you my answer. That's that's a so pretty big yeah, one year leap. Here's here's the the questions: Can he? I think he can because of the fact that the team that they have in place can be an upper tier, tier team in the East. Like if if he has that kind of thirty point per game year, that bolsters this team up in like the top three, four of the conference, which is certainly feasible. And that's a key, uh, as Must here, Must thirty one puts it. If you're a top two team in the conference, yeah, this is what it's going to take, right? It's about the success of the team as much as it is uh, Tatum. Yeah. If they're I mean, just, well, let's be not, I mean, necess- listen, if, not necessarily. If you if finish only, top four, no, Joe Sway. If the only the only way you could do it is if you do what Jokic did and have like, you know, twenty seven points, ten rebounds, ten assists, something insane like that. And that's and, just and not be the, where... be the greatest greatest fantasy basketball player of all time. Yeah. So Tatum's not quite there yet with the passing. Um and if, if he is, then he'll be in there. But I do see a pretty significant lead from Tatum coming this year. I mean, that's the one thing you can I think ex- expect from him at this point is that he's gonna come back stronger right. with more areas sealed up and things like that. So Kenny, yeah. He one, has one. to be he has to be a legitimately unstoppable scorer. We can't have periods where we're like, yeah, Jason Tatum's just not he has to be yeah, his bad games half or his bad games have to be twenty six points. You know what I mean? Is like where like he just his shot wasn't falling. Like he's gotta be an he, that the the killer best version of Jason Tatum has to show up way more frequently to get to that level. And the strength helps because he has to be he has to get to the line 12 times in order to get that's to that line. Is. You know, yeah, all of that makes it. If, if he's there, that's what I mean. You get to the line 10, 12 times a game. He's going to average close to 30 because he's yeah. just 
So those bad games have to be 24-26 when it's just not dropping. He's got to be dropping a lot more 30s and 40s there because he just he has to be a problem all year. So we'll see. Jimmy, yeah. you were going to say something. Uh, my, my, just based off what one of the commenters said is just if they are a top two-ish team in the league, you know Tatum's a huge reason, most likely the biggest reason behind it. So I, I would I would definitely agree that I'm sure he'd be in the conversation in that situation. Right. But I don't see the Celtics – because I just don't see the Celtics as a top two team. So if, if they completely blow away at my expectations, then, then I imagine so is Jason Tatum. All right, that's fair. We're talking about Tatum. Well, Jalen Brown, Jalen Brown has improved year over year. There are still people in our chat, people who follow the Celtics regularly, who think Jalen Brown is – as good right now as Jason Tatum, and you can make arguments to the, for, for this case. Tatum still always is the default alpha when people talk about who the guy is on this team. Some people think Brown is actually already there or pretty close. We've seen a leap every year. In some years with Brown, we've even seen two leaps within a year. Um, set a back this offseason because of the uh, wrist injury. How much better can he come back and be? Well, Can he make another leap? We've talked about it last year. For those guys to be successful, you know, we used the preseason list as a barometer. Tatum was yeah. uh, the 11th guy and Brown was 30. And we said if Tatum's a top 10 and Brown's a top 15 guy, then you've got two legit whatever. But if they're still yeah. floating in the 2030 range, a lot of teams have a lot of talent out there. They don't, Celtics don't have enough ancillary talent to make up for these guys not being top 10, top 15 players. So can Brown make another leap? into that, like, second-team uh, yeah. NBA conversation. I think it depends on how you define the leap because I can see him making a, a, a minor leap point. in the sense of what's best for the team, right? Because mm-hmm. he has to sort of – he's got to tweak his, his game a bit in the sense of trying to fit in with these guys. And I'm not saying that in the, in the same breath as, oh, Jason Tatum has to be the clear-cut number one, you know, option, and we have to make that clear. No, I think he can be a number two option or even a guy that gets hot in the fourth quarter. You let him keep cooking. But at the same time, he's got to sort of step his game up in a sense on the other side, on the defensive end. You know, defending the, the, the better players in the NBA night after night and also be able to, you know, contribute offensively. Because remember those games where he disappears sometimes when the Celtics need him and, and it's like, oh, well, you know, I did my thing in the first half. I'm playing defense now. You know, it's like we have to find a way or you may Doka rather has to find a way to, 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 to get the best out of, out of Jalen in a sense that's better for the team than what we saw last season. Yeah, I think everything that's in place here and just what you hear from the new coach as well puts him in a really good position to make a leap of some sort. And I don't think you should base it off the points like Joe Sway said. I don't think there's a whole lot of room for him to score a ton more points because he got into the 20s last year. Um, I think that's about where he's going to be just in terms of his volume and shots and all that kind of stuff. And we already know he was one of the most efficient high volume guys you could think of last year, like with the record breaking field goal game he had and all that kind of stuff. He was pretty remarkable last year as a scorer, but the defense slipped. You want to see the health being a better place and the ball handling. Like I love the way he can break down guys at this point on the dribble. I think that's a huge step that he's taken, but he needs to step into playmaking territory if he's going to actually earn some ball time here. And I love the chance to do it with Kemba gone. That's why I'm really excited about Brown this year. I saw such friction between Brown and Kemba's role on the year on the team last year. If all three of those guys were healthy, one was going to get left to the side. And when you know it, Brown was in the corner again and again last year. I don't see any way that happens this year. Oh. With the email in charge and the stuff he's talked about. And with- Ooh, yeah. I thought that was me. No, it wasn't you. For <laughs> um, no, I... I would agree with you guys. I think there's definitely room for improvement. Absolutely. I mean, what are we talking about? He's still in his low 20s, and 
You know, there's no reason he's to believe He's got a ton of room to improve. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but he's in, he, he's makes, he makes leaps every season. Out. Of course. I mean, I, I, I think I, this season could look a little different than last season. Last season, he came out guns blazing. We were, like, completely blown away. We are like, oh, my God, this guy is taking another massive leap after the leap he just took in the bubble. And we were, all, we were having the debate of, like, is it Brown or is it Tatum? I think more people are kind of leaning Tatum right now. But I think Brown might, might come out of the gates a little bit slower because of the injury that we just mentioned and – uh, things like that, and you know, acclimating to a new system, new coach, new teammates. So, um, all that being said, I, th- I think the players that are around him are might be better suited for him. Like Bobby just mentioned, with Kemba Walker being gone now and him being able to do a little bit more, um, he's improved the ball handling from where it was. Um, you know, obviously he's down with that corner with that corner spot. Um, I think his shooting could definitely improve. So for right 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 there, I think that there's room to. He's probably he was, the second or third best shooter on this roster. So he was so efficient. Uh, he's yeah. bringing he's bringing sexy back with the with the mid range. Like I, right. you know, yeah, I he's actually, the only one taking those. I think the NBA pendulum's swinging back a little bit. That's my opinion. Not in I terms, think it is too. I, I think people are starting to realize that 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 the reason that mid range shot and those everybody people, plays drop coverage. Yeah. Yes. They, and exactly. So what are you going to do there? You know. And beyond that. When you need buckets, sometimes that's the only way you're generating them is with those scorers who are getting into those spaces to get shots. Elbow jumper. Other people can't get that shot. So while it isn't, while while yes, are you going to compare the percentages of a contested two with a with a good defender on you, the clock's running down versus a wide open corner three? Like no, that's insane. But it's not. That's not what it is. It's nobody on this team is getting a bucket except for the guy with the ball in his hands and he's got to get where he can get to and rise up and take his shot. Tatum and Brown are both those types of guys, so they just got to play their game. Before we move on to uh, the rest of the questions here, like I said, our cup runneth over with sponsors right now. Um, So, guys, if you support our sponsors, it makes everything better for everybody here. Uh, So please do. uh, We're not going to steer you wrong, and you really do get really cool – uh, benefits here with this stuff. So Raycon is another one. Earbuds. Okay. If you go to, uh oh, hold on one second. Buyraycon.com slash garden. Yep. You receive 50% off your next purchase. Yep. So whether you use them to pump up, wind down, work out, it's the new everyday earbuds. They look, they feel, they sound better and ever. It's an improved rubber oil look. Uh, they got Ooh. the gel tips, perfect ear fit. Um, we've gotten these. This is a really good product here. New sound profiles to make sure everything you're listening to sounds exactly the way you want it to. Uh, eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life, built-in mic. Take take your calls on this. Uh, half the price of other premium audio brands. Look, this is one of those things <clears> like <throat> you got to have your wireless earbuds. This is another. This is a quality thing that you're spending literally half the money that you would on some of the other premium brands. Uh, has a 45 day ha- a happiness guarantee. They call it happiness. You will be happy. You got 45 days, and if you're not, you can return it. So go okay. to raycon.com/garden um, and save 15%. Buyraycon.com/garden. Save 15%. Go there today. Um, so yeah, toss on the headphones. It's like, you know, put the sweatshirt on, toss, toss the headphones in and just kind of zone out for a bit. (laughs) Kind of get into that time of year. We want to rip through a couple more questions. New album. Yeah. Rip through a couple more questions. I know this one's a Jimmy Toscano special here. Uh, Dennis Dennis Schroeder. He's going to, he's going to say Drake. Oh, never mind. (laughs) 
What about him? How is he going to fit? And are you worried at all, Jimmy Toscano? Because you are a little bit. Me? I'm yeah. all about Dennis Schroeder. I'm all on Wait, the Dennis. Who's worried? Bobby. I'm worried. That's Bobby. I'm extremely worried. Yeah. Bobby's the worry extremely. guy. Here. Extremely. Extremely. <laughs> oh I think God. Schroeder's going to be fine. All you hear is negative things. You go first, Bob, since you're the cry. Yeah. You're the cry. Uh, out in, so the sky's I, falling. Yeah. Out, out in Vegas when he signed, it's it's a lot of negativity around this guy. Um, <clears> he's in a pretty well put, and I think the contract kind of speaks to that. You know, you're in a market where there was a handful of point guards. I think he kind of got squeezed by the position a little bit. And there was real concerns about how he ended the year with the Lakers, the whole vaccine situation, which, again, is going to be a big deal this year. The first question he's going to get in training camp is, did you take the vaccine? And so they were going to go again with that thing that we just talked about with Cam Newton. Don't so it's going to be very important. going to be very important questions going into the year because, again, we saw how COVID just engulfed the Celtics last year. Um, now, in terms of on the court, and if that stuff doesn't end up happening, I do kind of think he brings what they need to the table, a secondary facilitator at the point guard spot. He can defend, which is fitting the profile of what the team's going to do here. Um, but is he going to want to take a lot of shots and sort of you know prove it with that contract? I tend to think he's going to want to be fitting in in a more stable situation and you know contributing the winning here. Because, again, this is kind of his last shot to get a big deal and not be pigeonholed as a minimum mid-level guy here. So I love the signing at that value, as Sherrod said over and over again that week, you can just cut him if something goes drastically wrong. Um, but I do think this concern in just introducing this to the room, you know, um, this array of worries around him and his game and his situation off the court here. But I think you had to take it if you were the Celtics, and this is what I think Jimmy's going to get into, just because they really needed help with that position. The price was undeniable, and obviously he wanted to be here and take advantage of the opportunity that was here to some degree. So he was sixth man of the year two years ago. I think it's a good risk, but there's certainly a risk here. It's it's an unbelievable like gift that they that they received that they were able to get yeah. this guy. And if they're trying to build the best team, they play on the court. They need to all be big boys and adults and get along, and they don't have to be best friends. We know that, right, guys? We know that. They don't have to be best friends, but they need to be teammates. They need to support each other. They need to play for each other. And I think Schroeder fits because of his style of play. He's not a guy who's going to try to take 20 shots a game. He doesn't need 20 shots a game. I mean, he'll take a shot if you give it to him. But listen, if he's going to get under opponent's skin, I'm all for that. I mean, this is a guy that gets under everybody's skin. I don't want him to get under his teammate's skin. I don't think he will. I don't even know if these guys – practice half as much as they used to i don't know if they're around each other half as much, much as they used to i don't know if they're going to be separated because of covid if he doesn't get a vaccine he's going to be on the other side right. of the bus he won't be yeah he won't be able to bother anybody on his team he's going to be in the different locker room so i mean if and yeah. listen it, 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 it it's in his best interest to be a good soldier and to go out there and play basketball and do what he does best because he doesn't want people ragging on him for another contract that he's missed. You know, he wants to prove that Man. he's still worth more than what he took this year. And he did take a steep discount. And he took you it for a reason. I think he took it for a reason. I think he took it because he thinks he can win with these guys and he can ex- and he can show, you know, what he's good at. And if he can put together a good season, then he can sign a three, four-year deal for, you know, let's call it $50 million, whatever it is, you know? So it's I'm, I'm not worried Celtic, about Jimmy. that. I'm he's not a Celtic, Jimmy. He's a Celtic. He's got to wear 84, right? Why? For the eighty four million. For the eighty four million. Oh. They passed up. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm true. telling you I'm I'm telling you this. And and I know some people are saying that this might be a little bit overhyped or whatever, but I really do generally think that he's a, a diehard Celtics fan at heart. Like whether it was maybe things didn't work out with the Lakers that just fit in with that narrative, 
But either way, I think he generally wants to be here. I, I don't I don't think he thought it would be for under this this uh, circumstance, at least going into free agency. But playing for the Celtics means something. And I also think that without Kemba Walker on this team and and Marcus Smart sliding into a more a strictly playmaker role opens up more touches for him, you know, more opportunities right. to score. Whereas he's not, you know, uh, a, a second option on this team, but essentially could be a third option, at least down the stretch, especially in those clutch games. At the end of the day, he's trying to clean up that narrative of, of the rumors and the, uh, the the hype that he might be a bad teammate. And also, he's trying to get as close to the NBA Finals as he can because he knows that's going to also help his his pockets in the in, in next summer in, uh, in the negotiating, you know? So okay. it's all, it all bodes well for the Celtics. Maybe there's some, you know, parts of the season where he tends to get a little little selfish, but I also think he's going to care a lot about stacking up those assists and just looking overall uh, like like a, the, the ideal guy to have on both ends of the floor. All right, switching gears, another question. Is Marcus Smart the answer at point guard? What's yes. the question? In general for this team, yes. <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah, I think he has to be the answer. I mean, that's the answer. You don't have another answer. So, yeah, he's your point guard. He it, is because you have no choice. But it's, is he, yeah, it, does, it's he all gonna them, depend. does he make them better? It's all going de- to depend on if he changes his style of play. If Marcus Smart goes out there and plays the way he played – you know, two, three years ago or even last year at stretches, then no, he won't be the answer. And I think he might get the hook. And the guy we just talked about might be, uh, might be playing his position a little bit more. <laughs> he just got the extension. I mean, he has to be at this point. Uh, if they're not going to make any moves down the line for a major player, I think they like what he brings to the position on lobs and vision and all that kind of stuff. I love who he is as a passer. And I think we've seen his best basketball in his career at this position. Um, point of attack defense, I think having him – at that position against opposing point guards is going to be great. I know John doesn't love him against the shiftier guys, but overall, just relative to the league, I still think he's above average <coughs> defender at that position. And over the years, whether it's been with Kyrie, Isaiah, all those different guards who struggled on defense, I've said this over and over again, they've really had some monster defensive lineups with Smart at the point guard when those other guys were out. So I think this is overdue. I think this is where he's most comfortable. I think this is the pedigree he had coming into this league with playing this position and doing it well. And I'll just keep saying over and over again, I love his passing, and I think there's less an onus on him to score when you have a guy like Schroeder next to you, when you have a guy, guys on the wing and uh, the Jays and stuff like that, and obviously a lob target in, uh, in Rob. So there's secondary ball handlers on this roster. I mean, this isn't Rajon Rondo in 08 who's just going to be commanding the ball for 40 minutes a game. There's going to be a ton of distribution opportunities. They're going to need Smart to space the floor a little bit too. So the threes are going to keep flying to some degree uh, just based on what they have on this roster. But in terms of just pure passing, I I love what he brings to that position. I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised. Okay, the answer is a resounding – the answer is a resounding yes. The last one we're going to talk about today, and there's more questions. We'll get to them. We're going to be back next week. Um, What's Robert Williams' impact going to be this year – as what we assume is going to be the wire-to-wire, as long as there's no injuries, unquestioned starter of this team. What? You think? I think it will be. I'll ask you guys. What what will his impact be? (laughs) I think it will be pretty close to the impact that a meteor had on dinosaurs, if if I'm being completely (laughs) honest. I think that's the impact that we're going to see here. Huge Robert Williams guy. Love that they were able to lock him up. I know that was John's biggest fear is that they, he was just they were just going to have to dump him in a in a deal for you know a superstar player whoever that might be. They didn't at least not yet. So 
I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see him back. There were points last year. We said it on the show multiple times. It was so obvious that he was the most athletic guy on the court. He was doing things that Grant Williams couldn't dream of doing. You know, in a hundred years in his sleep. So, and not not to shoot on not to shoot on Grant Williams. Everybody felt that way. I mean, there wasn't another player on the court that could jump as high as he was jumping to block a shot, run down the court, and then you know catch an alley oop all in like three steps. So I think he's going to have a huge impact. The only question I have is if he can stay on the court. The best ability is availability. So we'll find that out in time. But if he can, then they got to steal with the deal. If he can't, then it was a risk that didn't pay off. I think, yeah, I think he's a legitimate. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's, it's legit. I mean, that, that stretch of games where he was, you know, putting the team at a, at a different level, I think you, we, we see more of that, you know. And I think he becomes ultimately one of those pillars that – could push this team to a, you know, potential Eastern Conference Finals matchup. You know, best case scenario. It's all about his health at this point. Can he stay healthy? But if he's healthy, yes, absolutely. He will be, the the he will put the the, the impact the impact on the floor compared to the, the last what handful of big men that we've seen. I don't know what are we talk about Kevin Garnett maybe or maybe uh, uh, somewhere around that level in the sense of just be making that overall impact on both ends. I think mm-hmm. he's up there. Like I think it's legitimate for sure. <clears throat> I do think that building the starting lineup is going to be something that matters. Ultimately, usually does. Who's, who are you going to put out there on the floor to start the game? I think that's going to be Eme's first big hurdle to overcome. And I do kind of think the easiest route to that is kind of starting Al and oh maybe my shifting God. more minutes toward Rob in a secondary role. Because, again, I think you have to play Bobby hates those guys. Williams. Bobby hates Time Lord. All last season, he still. said the same thing. He was like, "No, you're gonna have still. you're gonna have some nights for Al and Rob start." I would assume, and maybe that's the direction you end up going with with a complimentary, uh, you know, pair of centers and Bruno and Cantor behind them, some Grant. But if you're only starting one center, I think there's a chance you start Horford, go to Rob in a secondary lineup with a guy like Pritchard, who he's worked well with in the past, and play Rob more minutes over the course of the game. Just so Al's name's in that starting lineup, you kind of give that nod to him and his role in the room. Just so like Al's that. name is in the start. What do you Listen, mean? Listen, we know these things. We know these what things is matter. This? You're going to bring Al at $27 million off the bench? Yeah. So fast. For a I'm season. Just, for one season. So yeah. fast, Bobby. What, what, just, what are you trying to do? Hold... Do these guys need like hold hands and sing kumbaya to like get listen, them to like feel good? Listen, we we know it's kind of nonsense. It doesn't really matter who started it starts, but it always ends up mattering some way or another. I don't know if it does. Name's actually called in that lineup. If Rob's out there and that works, and Al's willing to take a seat and rest and do all the stuff you need to do at that stage in your career, great. Because Al's been taking Rob's... a seat for like three seasons. Yeah, so maybe it works out that way. I just, I'm just interested to see how they navigate a younger guy like Rob and a veteran who obviously is going to be a big part of this team and Al uh, returning and having pedigree and things like that and obviously trying to instill his voice in the room again. I don't know. I just, I can't picture in my mind for some reason Al coming off the bench. I guess I just need to kind of recalibrate where he's it's at. Probably because you wake up career. to his jersey staring at you every morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. No, but That's a little bit to do with this. Listen, at some point, you do have to get the cohesion going between Rob and the starting lineup. And we saw that with Smart in the past, too. Smart wouldn't be starting games. He'd close with the key guys on the team. They figured out ways to rotate and get those guys enough minutes together. Because John, Jimmy, 
all of you who talked about Rob's impact last year were right. They were at their best when he was on the floor with the Jays, with Smart, with all the guys that mattered. They went on their best run with him on the floor last year. He's the only guy on this team who's going to be able to raise their ceiling. I just think that whole starting thing is just going to be a little complicated there. And I do. I, I think Al Horford's an Al adult. Starting. Al Horford's an adult. He's not like 23 year old, like hot shot player who's trying to be in the starting lineup. I think he figured knows the situation. He's still going to get the same paycheck, whether he's starting or not. And they brought him in here. I think part of the reason they brought him in here was to like, I don't know, maybe like be a locker room guy. So why the hell would he all of a sudden be a bad apple just because he's not here in his name, you know, screamed out at the beginning of the game by the, you know, the arena announcer. Who are you going to, who are you going to start then, Jimmy? It's not my, it's, I mean, you want to go. Over no, like if you had, a, if you had to throw your five out there, who would it be? Well, Marcus, Jalen, Tatum. Then the the last question's kind of: Do you go Al at the four or Richardson at the two? It all comes down to double big with Al at the four or Richardson. That's yeah. that's yeah. The whole yeah. But so I, 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 if Allen's up starting, that's Smith. fine. If Allen's up starting, that's fine. But I'm not Smith. saying I'm not saying he should start in place of of Rob Williams because of like. Oh, you don't want to ruffle any feathers. So if, if Allen's up starting, that's yeah. fine. But so should so, so should Rob Williams. That might be the way to do it, just yeah. to start games. We will see. We've been going about an hour. We're going to wrap it up tonight. We're going to let you guys watch some football. But we're going to be back next I week. Rob Blake will be with us. Rob Williams is unquestionably a starter. So I I don't even know why we're having this ridiculous conversation. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. You Stevens know, is just, not the coach anymore. Rob will be starting. Yeah. Once again, <laughs> shout that, out. Was that the first interview question? Will you start Rob? <laughs> yeah. Shout out once again to our sponsors. Again, uh, go to buyraycon.com slash garden. Receive 15% off on your next purchase. Once again, buyraycon.com slash garden. 15% off your next purchase. And, of course, Legends Brand. We've got this fine swag. We're very happy with it. Legendsbrand.com. Use the code GARDEN20. Save 20%. Off your first order, Bobby's popping the hood. He loves it. He is there. Right there. I like kind of like I like how it comes Hooded up on Bobby. your neck a little. It gives you a little, little turtleneck uh, action too. Uh-huh. Keeps you like that right uh, there. Hoodie Bob stays, stays there. So we're gonna do it. Go get your hoodies. Go get your swag. Go get it's your uh, out. go rep. You're gonna need and go it. watch. Go watch Paul this weekend. Yeah, go watch Paul. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Presented and, by KG. Uh, Yep, and that's it for us again. Thank you very much for watching Garden Report. We will be back next.